hello and happy Sunday. God is good. I wanted to say happy Mother's Day to all you wonderful mothers out there, whether you're a biological mom, whether you're a spiritual mom, whether you're a mom-to-be, whether you're a foster mom. I have a particular heart for foster moms because I work in foster care. Um, but whatever type of mom you are, we appreciate you and honor you today. Being a mom is an important job. Raising kids, raising them in the ways of the Lord is super important. So today we are going to continue our series on not just knowing about God, but knowing God. And one of the things that we talked about last week, you know, when we were just going through the overview, one of the ways to really know God is to know the Word. Is through reading the Word, the Holy Scripture, the Bible. So let's talk a little bit about the Bible. I know that some people are weary of the Bible and have the thought, well, how do we know that the Bible is is truth and that it that it should be, you know, an ultimate you know authority, you know, in our life and the way that we should should live and conduct ourselves. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Bible. So, I believe, because it's the truth, that the Bible is infallible, which means it never fails. It's inerrant, which means that it's without error. I believe that there are no contradictions in the Bible. Many people will try to create contradictions, but if they look at Scripture in its entirety, looking at the context of different Scriptures, they will find that there are actually no contradictions in the Bible. So the Bible has 67, 66 books, sorry. There's 39 in the Old Testament and 27 in the New Testament. That's 66. Sorry, math was not my thing. Um, and we believe that it was written over a span of 1,600 years by over 40 different authors. Yet the fact that it is infallible inerrant and has no contradictions is a testament to its validity because there were people that were writing you know the old testament that didn't meet the people in the new testament yet the new testament people wrote things that did not contradict why because it was god breathed god inspired which means that god spoke to the humans what to write god spoke to the humans what to write so it's not a human written work it is a God-inspired, God-breathed word. It's not like any other book. There's no other book that was God-breathed. Every other book has been written by humans. Now, there are Christian books out there where humans prayed and asked the Lord to help them as they wrote. But this is the only book that was solely God-inspired, God-breathed. <clears throat> the fact that it was written... By over 44 different authors, yet fits so well together is also a testament to its validity. Also, if you think about it, there are over 300 prophecies in, in, the, in the Old Testament about the birth, or the death, or the resurrection, or about Jesus in some way, shape, or form, his coming first and second, and it came to pass. 
while it was still written over a span of 1600 years, you got to understand that that doesn't just happen, that that can't just be happenstance and coincidence, that it had to have been God-breathed, God-inspired. And it's important that we understand the reasons why we can believe the Word of God. There has been archaeological findings throughout the world, and I'm not going to get into those because I don't want to make that the focus because we will be doing another series at some point on this podcast channel about apologetics, and archaeology is going to be a, a, a section of that. But there is archaeology that proves what was said in the Bible. We are seeing the promises and the prophecies of the Bible being fulfilled. If you read prophecies of the end times and then you look at what is happening in our world today, you will find that the Bible is truth, that it's legit, that it is real. So today I want to focus on the Word of God. The Word of God being of the prim- of one primary source of knowing, of knowing God. It's not the only source of knowing God because we got prayer, direct communication with him, direct dialogue with him. But one of the major ways of knowing him and hearing his voice is through reading scripture. So we are going to dive into and look at many different sections within the, the book of Psalm chapter 119, which is kind of all about truth. It's all about the word of God and and so we're going to look at different sections, and, and, and I'm going to highlight different words and different phrases in each section that kind of uh, um, can simplify this in a way maybe that you can remember it, but will be so helpful. So first we're going to look at, at um, verses 1 through 8. It says, Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies and who seek him with all their hearts. They also do no wrong. They walk in his ways. You have commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were established to keep your statutes. Then I shall not be ashamed when I have my focus on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I have learned your righteous judgments. I will keep your statutes. Do not completely abandon me. The word in there that I want to hone in on is the word walking. Walking in the law of the Lord. What is the law of the Lord? Where can we find out the law of the Lord? In the word of God walking through the word of God, living it out in our walk, in our everyday life. And then it says, they also do no wrong. They walk in his ways, walking in the ways of the Lord. And how do we know how to walk in the ways of the Lord? By reading the word of God. So the first word that if you are making notes or if you are wanting to just kind of have it a little bit simplified is the word walking. You know, there's a, there's a phrase that is, you know, I don't just want to talk the talk, but I want to walk the walk, and that's the truth. You can, you can quote scripture all day long, but it's not just knowing the scripture, knowing about the scripture, but to truly know scripture means that you are walking it out, that you are applying it to your life, making your life look different than the lives of other people because you want your life to look like Christ because we are to be imitators of him. Imitators of him. The second section that I want to look at is verses 17 through 24. It says, Deal kindly with your servant that I may live and keep your word. 
open my eyes and I may behold the wondrous things from your law. I am a sojourner in the land. Do not hide your commandments from me. My soul is consumed all the time with a longing for your decrees. You have rebuked the proud, those cursed who depart from your commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept your testimonies. Even if princes sit and conspire against me, your servant will meditate on your statutes. Your testimonies are my delight. The word that I want to to point out in this one is longing. It says that my soul is consumed all the time with a longing for your decrees. We should long to be in the word of God every day. We should long to be walking in the word of God. We should long to be studying the word of God and to know it in and out, to live it, to be able to proclaim the truth to other people. That should be our longing. So now we've got walking and we've got longing. Two very important parts of the word of God. My soul longs and even faints for you. We should have a longing a longing for God. And when you long for something, you yearn for it. When you long for something, it does not leave your heart in your mind. It is constantly in the forefront of your heart, in the forefront of your thoughts, in the forefront of your desires when you long for something. God should be the thing that we desire most. God should be the thing that we seek the most. God and his word should be what what we focus on. The next section that I want to look at is verses 33 through 40, which states, Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it to the ends. Give me understanding, and I shall keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in them. Incline my heart unto your testimonies, and not for unjust gain. Turn away my eyes from beholding worthlessness, and revive me in your way. Establish your word to your servant, so that you are feared. Turn away my reproach that I dread, for your judgments are good. Behold, I have a longing for your precepts. Revive me in your righteousness. So the words here that stuck out to me were teaching and understanding. Part of knowing something is it being taught to you. And part of knowing something even more deeply is by teaching something. You get to know something intently when you teach something. Because why? When you're teaching something, you have to study it first. When, when a teacher teaches on a subject... They spend time looking over PowerPoints. They spend time reading about that subject. Um, And so we should want to be not only be taught, but also be teachers, be studiers. So that way we can gain understanding. So we can be understanding of his word, understanding of the mysteries of his word. Teaching and understanding are so important. And let me let me even go a little bit further into this real quick, into this topic of teaching and understanding. You know, we could study the word. 
over and over and over again our whole lives. How many ever years that we are on this earth, so we could spend hours um, reading the word, studying the word, and everything, and we would still have more to learn. There's more that we could be taught about the word of God because it's the book that keeps on giving because it is so rich, so intricate, so full of knowledge that it is completely, 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 completely unfathomable. All the details that are in the Bible and there is no human that will ever have achieved knowing every single thing that there is to know about the Word of God. There are new mysteries and understandings to be had when it comes to the Word of God. That's why we have to be lifelong um, students of the Word of God, lifelong teachers of the Word of God, lifelong per- lifelong pursuers of understanding the depths of the Word. The next section that I wanted to talk about is verses 89 through 96. Forever, O Lord, your word is established in heaven. Your faithfulness is for all generations. You have established the earth, and it is firm. They continue this day according to your ordinances. For all are your servants. Unless your law had been my delight, I would have perished in my afflictions. I will never forget your precepts, for with them you have revived me. I am yours. Deliver me, for I have sought your precepts. The wicked have waited to destroy me, but I will consider your testimonies. I have seen that all perfection has an end, but your commandment is quite broad. The word that stuck out to me here is delight. We should delight in the word of God, the word of God and reading the word of God and spending time with our Lord in his word and in his presence should be the main delight of our life. It should be our favorite part of our day. It should be something that is important in our day, something that we take time to 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 say, this is going to be my time with Jesus and nothing is going to stand in the way. And I'm preaching to myself too because there's so many different distractions. So many different distractions. I mean, I'll tell on myself for a minute. TikTok has become a distraction for me. Absolutely, it has. I love TikTok. I love looking at, like, different people that, like, I like cooking on TikTok and watching people cook things on TikTok. I love um, just watching um, just other other videos about, like, hairstyling. Uh, I've, I like some videos. Uh, I follow this little... It's a little toddler who has diabetes, and it's her journey and and how she's overcoming and and is a joyful child in the midst of what she's going through. I just love scrolling through TikToks, and I'll find myself in the evenings when I could be in prayer or could be listening to worship music or could be reading an extra chapter in my Bible. Instead, I'm scrolling through TikTok for an hour. We should make the Word of God and studying the Word of God and delighting in the Word of God a priority. The next section that I want to look at is uh, chap- uh, chapter ni- 119 again, verses 97 through 104. It says, Oh, how I loved your law. It is my de- meditation all the day. Your commandments have made me wiser than my enemies, for they are continually with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the elders because I keep your precepts. I have restrained my feet from every 
evil way, that I might keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments, for you have taught me how sweet are your words to the taste of my mouth, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I receive understanding. Therefore, I will ha I hate every false way. The word in there that stuck out to me is meditation. When you meditate on something, and I know that there's, you know, some false religions out there that, that are, I'll get into your zen, get into your aura, and meditate. Um, that's not the type of meditation we're talking about. I don't, I don't want everybody to think, oh my gosh, we're getting into something completely crazy here. I'm not talking about that kind of meditation. What I am talking about is when you focus, focus, focus so strongly on the Word of God, that's the kind of of meditation that we're talking about is being focused on the word of God making that your main focus all the day long making the word of God be a, a part of your day to day life um, having scripture scrolling in the back of your mind being able to have conversations with people and, and, and scriptures pop into your head that can bless other people during your day. That's the kind of meditation that we're talking about. The next little section is verses 129 through 136. It says, Your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul keeps them. The giving of your word gives light. It grants understanding to the simple. I opened my mouth and panted for I longed for your commandments. Look upon me and be merciful as you are for those who love your name. Order my steps according to your word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of men so I will keep your precepts. Make your face to shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. Rivers of water run down my face because people do not keep your law. The next word that I want to talk about is obedience. To really know God, we have to be obedient to what he is calling us to do. Who he is calling us to be. Like I said last week, and we're going to dig deep into this. Um, I believe next week we're going to dig deep into this. But um, one of the ways of, of knowing God is knowing who we are in God. Who he has called us to be. And that requires obedience. Obedience to the direction that he's leading us in our life, obedient to follow his commands, obedient to follow the words that are in this holy Bible. Obedience is key. Obedience is key. The last section that I want to look at tonight is verses 161 through 168. It says, Princes have persecuted me without a cause. But my heart stands in all of your word. I rejoice at your word as one who finds great plunder. I hate and abhor lying, but I love your law. I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you because of your righteous judgments. Those who love your law have great peace, and nothing shall cause them to stumble. Lord, I have hoped for your deliverance, and I carry out your commandments. My soul has kept your testimony, and I love them greatly. I have kept your precepts and your testimonies, for all my ways are before 
you. There are two words that I wanted to look at. The first word that I wanted to look at is the word stand. It says, but my heart stands in all of your word. We need to stand upon the word of God as a firm foundation. One of my favorite songs right now, Christ, who is the word. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I'll never be more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. He's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. That's one of my favorite songs right now because I can stand upon the word of God. I can stand on Christ as my firm foundation knowing that all of the ground is sinking sand. And the other word that stuck out to me in this portion of scripture was the word love. We should love God so much. Love his word so much that nothing else is our first love but him and his word. Because what you love the most is who you're going to spend time with and what you're going to spend time in the most. What you love is going to captivate your thoughts. What you love is going to encircle your heart. What you love it is a strong part of who you are. And our first love, our greatest love, what we love the most should be God and his word. So let's do a recap before we end this podcast tonight. We're talking about not just knowing about God, but knowing God. And one of the biggest ways to know God is to know his word. And, and the words that, that, that stuck out to me as I was reading through um, chapter 119 of, of the book of Psalm is walking, walking in his ways, walking in his word, living it out, applying it to our lives, not just knowing it in our minds and having that knowledge, but applying it and walking it out. The next one was longing, having that longing to be in his word, longing for more of his word, longing for more of greater understanding of his word. Then the next words that came to my mind were teaching and understanding. And we talked about how we are always going to need to be teachers and be taught when it comes to the word of God, because, because obviously we need to be taught because we don't know the most. There's always going to be someone that knows something that we don't. So there's always room to learn and to be taught, but also teaching or requires that we study study something and become sort of an expert in it if you will so and that will lead us to greater understandings of the depths and the mysteries found in the word of god the next word that popped out to me was the word delight that we should be delighting in the law of the lord delight in the word of god delight being in the word of god we should rejoice that we have the word of god because I think about those who do not have this written word of God. Before the Bible was fully written and written out like it is right now. People who didn't have this bound in a leather cover like I have right now. Who didn't have this to lean on. I mean of course they still had God because God is eternal and has always been. But still having this word of God and how blessed we are in this day and age to have it. That delights my soul. And then after that delight is the word of meditation. To meditate. 
To meditate on something means to make it your singular focus. To focus on that and nothing else that is around us. The next word is obedience. Being obedient to the word of God. Obeying the commandments of God. So as such an important part of knowing him is knowing his commandments and being obedient to that because of our love for him. And then the last two words that stuck out to me were standing on the firm foundation that is Christ, that is the word of God, and loving the word of God so much, loving the Lord so much, that we want to, to just be fully in, 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 engrossed into his word. So tonight I, I encourage you, that if, if you have not made the Word of God a priority for your life, if you have not made studying the Word of God something that you do in your everyday life, I would encourage you to start making that a priority. I would encourage you to, to, to mark off a time slot in your day. I'm not telling you when because some people say, oh, you have to do it in the morning. It's like giving your first fruits. I'm not a morning person. I would not get much out of it if I woke up at 6 o'clock every morning to, to study the Word of God before I went to work wouldn't get much out of it so I usually do mine in the evening time before I go to bed whatever time of day works for you make sure that you are making it a priority and that you're setting time to read the word of God so let's pray before we end this dear heavenly father God I thank you I thank you that you are a faithful God that you are our firm foundation the rock on which we can stand I thank you for your word that it is God inspired that it's inerrant infallible that it is the ultimate truth. I thank you for the word of God. And I pray that everybody under the sound of my voice right now would, would have this longing, this desire to, to meditate and to be in your word. That the, the word would become their delight. God, that they would love your word and love spending time with you. And we just thank you for who you are. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. So again, I want to encourage you guys, I'm going to be posting this and sharing this on Facebook. If you have any comments, um, have anything you want to say, um, have any questions, please feel free to comment on the post on Facebook. I would love to have some conversations start up because the Word of God is my favorite topic. Um, next week, we are going to dig into knowing God by knowing who we are and who He's called us to be. So I hope that you guys have a wonderful week and I will see you guys next week.